one or maybe then go inside out again a bit harder. So I want to try and slide one in there. Fast. You would think he has to make him hit it on the leg side. With all his fielders out there. Six to win. Four for a super over. More. Yes, we're back again, round six. It's here in a flash. Uh, I think it was a three-day round, this one. Uh, so very mm. quick round, and we're here to talk about round six of BBL Supercoach, one of the most important rounds, if you ask me, for the Supercoach season. What's the key to getting it right, Big Horse? What do you got to do in the next week? Mate, we'll, we just, we've got to make sure everyone's all over the schedule for the following week. We've got two teams on the double, and they're playing each other twice this week, so plenty of implications there. We'll cover that, trades, captains, and all of your questions. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, g'day guys and welcome back to the Insight BBL show on the Insight Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nathan Brain, and I'm joined by the big horse, Mickey Dell, as always, to talk me through round six of BBL Supercoach. Mate, how's the round looking? How are you going so far? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I'm sitting on 754 with five to play, but as we've seen tonight, there's been a bit of a delay with the the storms that we've received in, well, central Victoria now that it's moved on to Melbourne, so... There's been a bit of excitement, I guess, with storms, hailstones, winds, all that sort of stuff. But from what we've seen, mate, covers are off. Hopefully within the next 15 to 20 minutes, first ball's bold. And what can we hope for? 15 overs a side, maybe? Yeah, oh, look, I think that's ideal. And, you know, just for everybody who doesn't know how it works in the background, you lose four minutes for every – or sorry, you lose an over for every four minutes of, of delayed play. So there's every chance maybe we lose 40 minutes here and we start around the 8 p.m. mark. And it would be 15 overs each side, I would say, if they get started then. So, which again is is still the majority of the game. So, I think we can probably be relatively happy with that, considering it was looking pretty bleak sure. earlier today, wasn't it? If it kicked on. Oh, ridiculous! Uh, we were in the heart of it at one stage there, being in Central Vic, and we were driving and had to pull over to the side of the road. The ha- the hailstones were just that intense, and I sent you a photo, mate. They were that big; they cracked the windshield on the car, like oh, it was just it was insane. Yeah, I've seen some pretty crazy uh, images going around on social media today of, of that storm. So mm. not good. Hopefully everyone's all right, nice and safe out there. Um, but we are here to talk cricket and we're here to talk super coach. So let's rip into that. Uh, firstly, the unlimited group. If you're not in there now, it's closed. Uh, we got 645 people we ended up finishing up with in that unlimited group, which is cool. Uh, no one else can go in the running to win any prizes. Everybody that's in there now can, but unfortunately no one else can join that one. So well done and thanks for getting involved to everybody and, and thanks for you know ripping in and, and giving it a go. Um, what you can still do regardless is jump in the Discord. So, you know, some exciting stuff on the way. Insight Premium is actually coming very soon where, you know, you're going to pay next to nothing and get access to everything that we do, our insights individually, our trades, our captains, uh, an exclusive premium Q&A we're going to be doing every single week in there as well, and a few other cool perks. So uh, stay tuned to that. But entry to the Discord will always be free. So make sure to jump in. The, uh, the link is in the description below if you want to jump into the Discord and see what it's all about. Um, squeeze of the week. Let's talk good scores from last week. Uh, I had a bit of a stinker last week. How did you end up going? Uh, wasn't think- too bad. Yeah. 
I think you outdid me. I think I got uh, 840 or something like that. It was a pretty ordinary week. Yeah, I think 950 maybe. Yeah, nice. I'll have to double check that. But, yeah, it, was, it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, I lucked out with – I can't remember who it was. I got a zero as well. So uh, yeah, this okay. week I was hoping to get over the 1,000, but that's potentially no good now given the weather. So, Yeah, look, anything can happen with – you know, you've got Maxwell VC. I'm, I'm assuming most people looped him. So if he comes mm-hmm. out and bats three or something and he could easily hit 70 off 30 rocks and take a couple of quick wickets and score 300 as he happens. So. There, there is one leg up that we have, and that mm-hmm. is that we backed our gut with the uh, weather for the Brisbane game. And sure enough, um, no players played in that round. And yeah, here we are sitting not too bad in our leagues. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and look, you know, we, we keep everybody updated on the weather as well as we follow a few accounts on on X that do a great job on keeping us updated there too. But the weather is very relevant. And if you plan ahead, you can get ahead. And, and you know, for us, we made sure we got off our heat or our sixes players. We sat them or traded them out and it worked beautifully. Um, they've got to play each other the first round of this game too. So we'll talk about that very soon. It could be a very interesting game, that one too. But Squeeze of the Week is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze, which is the highest scorer in the Unlimited League. Uh, and, and when we're talking about the Standard Squeeze, I'm sure for, for anybody who's ever smashed a bottle of spirits, you'd, you'd be pretty annoyed about it. You don't have to worry about that with the Standard Squeeze and their combo packs. All you need to do is squeeze the bottle right there that Mick's got on the screen and uh, it'll fill up the little chamber there. And it'll give you a perfect pour every single time. Um, you should be on those infomercials, I reckon, when we're talking about this, because you just did that perfectly. That was really good from you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so you can go to the standardsqueeze.com. You can use the code INSIGHT15 to get 15% off all their stuff. Uh, got four in ones. They've got apparel. They've got those combo packs. And we are giving out a combo pack to the winner this week with the highest score is Jeremy, coach of Tobes Troops. And he scored 1032 in round four. So that was good enough to take out top spot. Congratulations, Jeremy. Flick us an email, mate. It's contact at insightfantasysports.com.au. We'll get that prize sent out to you uh, as soon as you send us a picture of your team to prove it to you, mate, and uh, we'll get it out to you. So congratulations. Now, that's not even the cool part. The cool part is Jeremy now is in second overall with that score. Yeah, so he's 13 points currently behind first place out of 50,000 teams. So... Jeremy, I hope you're watching, man. Hit us up for that combo pack, first of all, but definitely let us know how you're going because I'd love to keep track on, on how you're going in the run home as well because that's Absolutely. that's pretty cool. Um, we've already mentioned how we're going, mate. Let's uh, talk very quickly about last round or, or this round, I should say. We're not done yet, but we'll talk about the first couple of games, shall we? Now, the, the Strikers... When they put up four for two oh five, I thought, "Fuck, they're on here. This this could actually be, you know, a, a pretty easy win for them." And didn't the Melbourne Stars say, "No, it's not"? Yeah, that that was awesome, wasn't it? So Glenn Maxwell, one hundred and twenty, as you said earlier, pretty popular VCC option there. Uh, Bo Webster, ninety six points, sixty six not out off forty eight. Not really getting much of a bowl though. How was Stoinis though? Oh, his first, I think it was his second ball. Sorry. He's gone the big tonk down the ground, got a thick edge over, you know, your gully and your backward point that's gone for four, and then everything from then on just came out of the middle. So sometimes it is just a bit of luck to get yourself going, and voila, there you go. 92 points for Stoinis, and at 80-something K, the people that bought him in or the people that held him would be very happy. They would be, absolutely. Um, but we 
I mean, I'm going to say I called it, even though I didn't bring him in. I did say, wouldn't it just be the week where Stoinis just comes out and just goes ballistic on the pod last mm. week or last round? Um, he was due. And we said that when you're due, it's the best uh, best indicator of a, of a player going big ever. So, uh, yeah, he, he went back to prime Stoin. So good on him. Yeah. Uh, and good on everybody else who brought him in too. He was dirt cheap too. So fair play to you. Um, the second game, Hurricanes, three for 151. They chased down the the Thunders, eight for 150 as well. Now, uh, the big thing coming out of this, well, a couple of big things coming out of this one. Matty Wade looked pretty hampered. He, he looked injured. Um, yeah. And Benny McDermott kind of refound his form just like Stoinis did, which is great because they've both been awful throughout the whole BBL so far. And Ben McDermott's been off for two two games. He hasn't played. And he came back in and got 83 with a 53 off 34 balls. And he was batting four. So maybe that'll stick now um, for yeah. the Hurricanes. But what happens with Matty Wade? Who comes in to replace him? Is Ben McDermott now going to have the gloves? Yeah, I reckon he'll take the gloves, yeah. That could uh, be pretty does exciting. Does Sam, Sam Hayne come back for him maybe? Look, I'd say so. My, my only concern is that Ben McDermott looked really good at four. And he is he going to now have to go back and open because Matty Wade's not going to be fit? Because hmm. Yeah, who else do they that. have? You know, you know, know. what? I'm, I'm going to get spicy here. All right. Tim David's done fuck all all BBL season. Throw him in and let him get a bit of pace on the bat and let him go. I, look, I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that at all. Um, they were talking on the broadcast about why why would they bother having Tim David at six? Makes no sense to have Tim David batting that low. Yeah, and I completely agree with them. Like this guy's like a professional T Twenty player. He plays all over the world, and we know what he can do. So it doesn't make any sense that he's batting six or he's batting that low. So uh, I, I I actually like that. That's not a bad shout. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the winners and losers very quickly. Game three, obviously, last night was washed out. Tonight, we've got the Stars and the Renegades. That's at the MCG. The covers are off, as far as I'm aware. It's going to be pretty hard for us to keep up to date properly on this team. Um, but we will do our best when anything comes through to, to stay on top of it. So stick with us now. Uh, and we'll also, for anybody dropping comments in, uh, hold tight. We'll answer all your questions at the end of the show. Um, so, so stick with us with that but um mate we probably should talk about the winners or uh the hot players when i can find my little button it's really annoying me it's somewhere it's disappeared here we go found it i found the button don't don't mind me uh glenn maxwell you mentioned 120 he was a very popular vc or c option for for good reason we just know that the guy's a gun that was an easiest decision of the week but i tell you who was a nice little pod for people chris lynn now, he got 118. Uh, so he's had game or super coach scores in his first three rounds of 76, 91, and 118 now in, in this round. In his three games this season, he got 83 not out of 42 balls and just hit the ball to all parts. Um, strikers with the double next week is a very interesting one. Is, is Chris Lynn a guy that you look at without bursting the bubble too much that batsmen might be actually more relevant than bowlers in these two matchups? Normally, I'd say no, but uh, we'll go into it later. They're playing the Scorchers, so one game is at or is in Perth, and we know that's a good batting wicket. And then the return leg's at Adelaide Oval, and every game has it been so far has been quite a high-scoring game, and batsmen have benefited. So mightn't be a bad shout this round. Yeah, um, we'll talk tactics a little bit more in depth when we when we kind of dive into these games. But Chris Lynn has done fantastic mm. so far and continued his yeah. form from BBL 12. So so good on him. And for anybody who jumped on him last week, well played. Um, 
Bo Webster, you mentioned he got 96. Um, you know, let's hope that he can reach his break even of 100 and, 182. I think his break even is for this double. So um, if he doesn't actually get a run tonight, it's going to be pretty tough for owners. They're going to lose a fair bit of cash. My, I am one. Um, I'm going to be looking yeah. to move him on just at his price point because of the Scorchers options next week. But he's been good. Let's hope he has another one tonight. Uh, Matty Short, 92. He got 56 off 32 balls. He looked outstanding as usual, so not really much to mention there. If you do not have Matt Short, you need to get him in, uh, mm-hmm. especially with their double coming up. Marcus Stoinis, you already mentioned. Let's see how he goes tonight. Now, Dan Lawrence, talk to me about him because you took the plunge on Dan Lawrence. I did not. I did. And I'm kind of regretting it. You'd be pretty happy. Uh, stoked, yes. Um, and for those of you in the Discord, we explained why we went and got Dan Lawrence with his batting average of nearly 30 in England and also bowling at an average of 22. Even though he didn't bowl in this game, he still looked really assured with the bat and gave the Stars some stability there at the top of the order that they've lacked mm. so far this year. Like even though Tom Rogers went out early, he sort of he got going nicely. You know, didn't take many risks. Scored his 50. I mean, it was quite controversial the way he went out. I didn't think it was run out, but the umpires seemed to think so. But an 85 for his first game, I doubt he'll get many runs tonight as we see the covers coming back on at the G. So, yeah, not too bad. Pretty handy. Even if it is one game we get from him, 85's great. He'll make a bit of money and and then you can reassess your options next week because they're on the buy. So that's right. Um, very good. Nice little point grab. Uh, we talked about Ben McDermott. So uh, obviously with the Hurricanes coming up with their double in round seven, he will definitely be someone we're talking about next round. Um, but Chris Green was good as well. I mean, he was probably the only real shining light for the Thunder, wasn't he? He, he hit 33 off 17 balls at the back end of the innings and bowled relatively well as well. But no one went with him at all, did they? The Thunder looked kind of ordinary again. I saw it. Yeah, I saw a stat that we might... No, I'll say it now. The big horse deep dive, we've got others later, but the Thunder have got two of the top five run scorers in the BBL at the moment and have the um, best bowler in terms of wicket takers in Sam's in the league, and they're still sitting last. So they've, they've got to do something with their batting lineup. It's it's pretty shit. If one doesn't fire, then they all seem to capitulate. Ollie Davies has a really good habit of getting to 20 and then just fucking himself over, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, the I think it's he does the hard yards, right? That's the hardest part is getting from zero to twenty, and then you got your eye in, and he just plays dumb mm-hmm. shots. So um, maybe they've worked him out, and they've kind of found out a way to kind of get under his skin or lead him into bad shots once he's in, and maybe overdoing the confidence a little bit. So he's been a little bit disappointing, I think, for people who brought him in on the double. But um, we probably won't need to worry about the Thunder players for a while now. Um, We'll talk about whether Daniel Sams is a hold and all that. I'm sure that's going to be a question popping up. We've got a few from the Discord we'll cover as well. But um, the, these three guys, Nikhil Chowdhury, Mac Wright, oh, sorry, four guys, Chris Jordan, and then obviously Daniel Sams, they they all performed relatively well the other night too. Chowdhury mm-hmm. with a personal best, I guess we could call it. His bowling was outstanding. 67 super coach points, didn't need to bat. Got himself a couple of catches and 67, so... Um, people would be very happy. And if they e-looped him in, you'd be stoked. Mac Wright, 64, will make tons of cash next week. So well played with that one. Chris Jordan's an interesting look as well with uh, for the Hobart Hurricanes ahead of their double in round seven. What are your thoughts on these three guys? Any any love? Would you would you go early potentially on any of them? Well, I picked up Chowdhury early in the year as my potential VC leap or um, a loop for players to grab their score thinking that he wasn't going to play. And, here he is playing and scoring really well. So I'm, mm. I'm really happy 
I've still got him there and haven't moved him on. He's going to make some nice cash. And coming into the double, he'll be very handy to have there once Hobart do hit that. Mac Wright looks really good with the stick, doesn't he? Just heaps of time, doesn't he? It was like mm-hmm. that kind of um, McSweeney, Fraser McGurk yeah. mold, wasn't it? Like young guy comes in, just does a job, doesn't look phased. Yep. Um, also, wasn't picked in their best 11 as well. So, like you know, he's got a point to prove. He wants to come in and obviously hold that spot down, and he has. Sam Hain mm-hmm. dropped out. Uh, we might see Sam Hain come back in. We could see Sam Hazlitt come back in. Uh, he's a, a renowned kind of top order batsman, so maybe he gets mm-hmm. a crack if Matty Wade's not good to go. Um, so who knows? And obviously Daniel Sams with 63. That's what you can probably expect from him more often than not with the role that he has. So if you, it's just a shame because he's probably going to be the only way you can get to an Aaron Hardy or a Berendorf next week. So I'd say a lot probably. of people are going to be moving off him. But if you yep. manage to have a bit of cash in the bank and you manage to potentially find another way to keep Sams and trade out someone else, I think he might be worth a hold. Because all even though they're on the buy next week, he's a player that you can rely on more often than not that's going to get you anywhere between 50 and 100 on a single. So yeah. uh, hold him if you can, but I understand the reason why people would move him on. Let's uh, let's talk about the cold guys real quick, eh? And I, I, I don't know why I keep putting... It's automatic now that Sam Harper's in the cold guys every week. Um, he does, the guys are bat, uh-huh. He's batting eight. Uh, I don't have to... You know the best part when we do the notes? I don't have to delete his name from this section. No. Just leave him in there every week because I know he's going to yeah. be there. Batting eight... Uh, he is an absolute sell if you can manage to get rid of him. Maybe not next week. If you've got, if you want a free wicketkeeper loop next week with the stars on the buyer, maybe it makes sense to just use him one more time in that manner. But as soon as he comes back in round eight and the stars are playing again, sorry, round seven, uh, and the stars are playing again, just get rid of the bloke. Like I don't know whether I've ever seen somebody go from 130k starting price to 42k, but he's going to give it a real fucking red hot crack, isn't he, mate? If you can sell him for a half a can of Pepsi Max and a packet of chicken chips, do it. Because this, this bloke's cooked. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's just got the yips. You know when you, yeah. you know you played enough sport to you know you, everybody would play enough sport to know what the yips are, where things just don't go right. You just can't hit a ball off the square. You can't catch one. They don't come out the same when you bowl them. He's got the yips, I reckon, Sam Harper. So hopefully, I mean tonight, if we get some cricket and he maybe by some miracle the stars have a big collapse and uh, Harper gets a crack at eight. Who knows? Maybe he might do something. Um, Mark Steckerty, three. Fair to say he was a bit unlucky, really, in the, in the final over. He could have easily taken three wickets in that last over, couldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're still not a he fan didn't. of him. Yeah, he yeah. didn't. Uh, so, still part of the game. Uh, Tommy Rogers as well. So, this is the Melbourne Stars opening batsman, Tom Rogers. He yeah. got eight. He was traded in by over 2,000 super coaches this week uh, and got eight off five balls at the top. And so, the dead. Yeah. unlucky for him. Tom Cole Cadmore as well ran out for a diamond duck and got absolutely barbecued, didn't he? And this one got sent back halfway down the wicket by Daniel Sams and left him high and dry. Um, didn't face a ball. Haven't, is that the first diamond duck of the season? I think so. I, th- I think it is. If, if there has been and people know about it, chuck, drop it in the comments, but I think it is. Unlucky. I don't know many people bringing him in, so that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you who did bring this guy in, me, uh, Wasim, and, and uh, you two, and probably was a top five most sport player last week. And mm-hmm. um, he got five. He went none for 40 off his four overs and got put to all parts and didn't get a bat. When you see a guy that's going to be bowling four overs and batting at seven, you think, fuck this guy could be on. It could be a good option. Um, they didn't need him with the bat because the stars were so good with Stoinis and Maxwell and everyone else that smoked him everywhere, Lawrence, etc. cetera. Um, 
Bo Webster. But uh, hopefully he gets another go tonight. So fingers crossed. Um, Alex Hales also looks shit. 13, he got. Uh, he looked ordinary, looked disinterested, just played another dumb shot to get out, which is basically the standard for Alex Hales these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I, saw a, I saw a stat that he averages 85 at Blundstone Arena. I can tell you what That's he doesn't average anymore. Not, yeah. 85 at Blundstone 85, Arena. Because yeah. uh, there's a good chance that average has dropped a fair way after that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you know, probably Alex Hales probably isn't a hold now. You probably move him on until they're yeah, double again in round nine, and then you reassess and have a look at the options mm-hmm. then. And Jamie Overton, I don't know whether I want to call him a loser or a cold guy at the moment, but, I mean, people would be disappointed with the 26. Um, he was one ball away from getting the maximum strike rate bonus and got out on the final ball uh, for 19 off 11 balls. So that could have easily been a 50 and we wouldn't be complaining about it. But hold tight with Jamie Overton. He will be one of your best buyers next week if you don't have him. Um, and, and you're very lucky if you don't have him this week that he didn't go massive this week and be out of reach. So he will be still a, a very good option next week. Um, mate, let's do your deep dive. Hey, let's let's dive into the big horses deep dive. Yeah, a couple of little spicy ones this week. Not really super coach related though. Sorry for those of you that are hanging out for a super coach related stat, but our mate Nicole Chaudry from the Hobart Hurricanes. Did you know that he is currently sitting third all-time for economy rate for bowlers in the BBL? All-time? Like all-time. Okay. Minimum three games being played, he is sitting third all-time. So he's he's made an incredible start when we're talking economy rate for someone of his youth, I guess. And Mm. we're we're looking at both economy rate bonuses and he's taking wickets now. So for me, it's someone that you've got to be looking at to bring in before their double. Um, For sure. But there are other little stat, which um, there's a guy here that goes well under the radar, and that's John O'Wells. He has leapfrogged into third all time into the most BBL runs ever, only trailing Chris Lynn and Aaron Finch now with 2,894. Talk about a quiet achiever. I feel like John O'Wells has been around forever. It's that Mm. guy that just bats five. He does the job. He'll get you 30 off 20 in the middle of the innings. And he did that for a long time, didn't he? Um, For the Strikers and the Renegades, I think it was. Um, So, yeah, I I believe the stat, but it's it's one of those ones where you go, oh, shit, really? Where'd he come from? Mm. Um, Yeah, okay. That's an interesting... I mean, don't don't buy the bloke, for heaven's sake. But... Definitely, uh, definitely well done to John O'Wells. That's pretty impressive. And you've got two mm-hmm. big names there, Aaron Finch and Chris Lean ahead of him. Um, yeah. So it's a pretty good company to be in, isn't it? Real good company, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, I bought in Chowdhury last week, luckily. So that that stat is uh, well supported by me. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, I looped in his 67, so that, that worked out quite well. But I, I do think that he could be a guy potentially you go early on. It looks like his role's awesome. It looks like they're it's really solid. liking his bowling. For good mm-hmm. reason, um, he he was fantastic. He seems real tricky out of the hand too. He's really hard to pick up. He, they spin both ways. Uh, he yep. varies his pace really nicely. Gets onto the bat a lot quicker, I think, um, just mm. due to the fact that he his run up is quite short. So you know, by the time the batsmen look up, he's already in his release. So he, yeah. Um, yeah, real tricky guy. Have you noticed he sort of bowls it from wide of the creases as well, and he's got that sort of action a little bit like Hooli Dooley there, and sort of. Flops his arms all around the joint, and it's, it makes it hard to pick that wrong. In. 
That's yeah. yeah that's and when nice. you when you got your palm palm of your hand facing, obviously the the batsman, you can flick them both ways. And mm. a lot of the time, you know, if you're a pure wrist spinner like a Zamper or whatever, it's pretty easy to see which which way the ball's going to go. But if you can flick them both ways out of the front of your hand, you're going to be pretty hard to pretty hard to handle. So definitely yeah. worth getting him in. I think, uh, especially a nice little downgrade or a cash grab option if you need some extra money. If you're going to boost this week to get three Scorchers players in, or or a Jamie Overton or or whoever. Mm-hmm. So definitely keep him in mind for sure. Now um, let's move into the game previews and have a look at the next round, hey? Okay. And before we do, the game preview is brought to you by Bonus Bank. Australia's number one match betting site. So match betting is Australia's most profitable side hustle at the moment, and you can make risk-free and tax-free money with Bonus Bank. The website is bonusbank.com.au. You can use the code INSIGHT to get yourself 25% off your first month of their premium subscription. They teach you a ton of stuff like finding enhanced odds with betmakers, bookmakers, sorry, uh, sign-up bonuses, money-back guarantees, all that kind of stuff so that you can make risk-free money. So uh, bonusbank.com.au, Insight is the code to get yourself 25% off. Now, uh, Perth, they go into a double-double, which is the only double-double of the season. Now, mm-hmm. the reason I said at the start of the show that this was probably one of the most important rounds is because the schedule at the moment is, is primed for us to target these guys. Uh, the Perth are the, I don't know, can I say it? They're the best team in the comp? Yeah. I'm comfortable in saying they're the best team in the competition. Um, they're, they're about to play four games in two rounds. You can be pretty certain that you're not going to see too much change out of this squad either. And then they've also we've also got the strikers on the double as well. Now the Thunder and the Stars both have a buy. So hopefully, if anybody listened to last time, last show three days ago, whatever it was, uh, you would have maybe got off a few of your Thunder players, so you weren't caught short because the Stars obviously have the double this round. So if you didn't get rid of your Thunder players from their double two rounds ago, and you've still got four stars on their double this round, you're going to be in all sorts of trouble with a ton of players on the buy. So hopefully people listened to us last week. Um, if you didn't, you're probably getting rid of as many of those as possible. Um, but what are your thoughts on this, mate? Because, I mean, there's a little bit of risk here. Perth and the strikers, you mentioned at the start of the show, play each other. Both mm-hmm. doubles, the both games in the round. How does that affect things? Oh, it's, it's incredible. Like um, our good friend, Mr. Langley, who's one of the probably the best uh, BBL super coach players that we have in this great land has stated that he hates or he avoids picking players that play against each other because they're taking points away from each other. So yeah. when when we're talking about that and we've got two teams that are playing each other game after game, it sort of it makes it a little bit tougher, which is why I won't be loading up on strikers players. I think Perth are the better team. Yeah. Um, I've already got the two shorts. I've already got Overton. I think that's where it stops for me, and I'll be loading up on Perth players. I'm 100% with you on that. I've got exactly the same. I've got the two shorts and Overton, and that's where I stop. I don't know whether I want to pay up for Chris Lynn purely because he's going to be approaching 200K. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I want to pay 200K for, for Chris Lynn. Um, no. But I understand the reasoning, and, and we'll explain that a little bit more very soon. But... Um, I'll be attacking three Perth players this week. I'm going to hold my boost for next week because I just feel like I can get through this week pretty unscathed. I planned well up to this point, so um, I don't feel like I need to boost this round. I should be able to get four Perth players, three strikers, so that'll give me seven total players on the double for this round. And then what we notice is round seven, if we look ahead one week, there's going to be three teams on the double. 
So it's going to be Perth, going to be Brisbane Heat, and it's going to be the Hobart Hurricanes. So for me, there's a couple of Hurricanes I wouldn't mind getting in my team and maybe then starting to set myself up for the run home. So I'll be mm-hmm. boosting in round seven, I think, because you've got a lot more certainty around the schedule from seven to nine rather than going early in six and then having to navigate a couple of doubles. So that's my thinking with that. Are you boosting this week or are you going to wait as well? On the fence, but at this moment, I will be boosting. So I've got the four uh, Stars players and I've also got two uh, Thunder players. If I can, I haven't had a proper look at my team, but if I can get away with not using the boost, I will, depending on how I can manipulate my loops. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Um, We've got a double header straight away coming in tomorrow. Wednesday, 6.05 p.m. is the first game over at Coffs Harbour Stadium at Sixers versus the Heat again. They've got a little bit of a rematch after getting washed out last week. And I'll tell you what, it was looking pretty dicey, wasn't it, with the weather a couple of days ago. We saw that Coffs Harbour Stadium was underwater. Underwater. So wasn't looking good initially, but it seems like that's cleared now. It's dried out okay, so they're going to be just working on the wicket now, I assume. Um, In saying that, though, what do we know about when there's a lot of rain around and it's it's hit the pitch? What are we what are we targeting in this game? Oh, it's going to be all over the place, isn't it? Ball's going to move. Probably a little bit of grass on the wicket, I'd imagine, too. So it's going to favour bowlers. I I don't know what scores have been like in the past at Coffs Harbour, but I'd be inclined to think that it'll be a bowler's wicket there, given the amount of water they've had around. That's that's my thinking. I think when you see the photo, there was uh, the covers were like floating, obviously above the wicket, and the, the water mm. was like knee deep across the ground. Um, so you can assume that there's been a fair bit of water that's got into that wicket. And what we know about that is it's going to be soft. Um, it's going to be pretty hard to bat on. I would say it's going to be quite slow as well. So the pace is going to be inconsistent. Um, mm. I won't be touching any batsmen from either of those teams this this coming round, for that no. reason. Um, but there are some bowlers we could look at. You know, the, the, the problem with these guys, obviously, you can start to load up early on a Heat player if you really like a, a Xavier Bartlett, if you want to pay up for him or something in uh, anticipation for their double in round seven. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that play. Um, are there anybody? Is there anybody else in the Heat lineup or, or sixes that you'd look at to go early on? Well, not looking to come back on or to bring in early, but Tom Curran is back this week. Okay. And, yeah, he was around the 180K mark as well, so he won't he be was. cheap to pick up, um, unfortunately. But but not given that he's only, got, he's only got singles all the way home, though, so you're yeah. only paying for one game each round. And let's face it, you're going to have to have guys on singles. We can't just stack your team with guys on doubles every single round. But in mm-hmm. saying that, you want to maximize the amount of trades that you're bringing in of people that are on doubles. So I think, yeah, you're probably right. He, he's probably a fade, I would say. Um, but every chance he could go massive in this game he could so yep. be ready for that um wednesday the double header the second game of the double header is our first for our double game round teams uh, the scorchers versus the strikers they start off at optus stadium 9 15 p.m start for us on the east um it's gonna be a tough one to stay up for but mm. lucky i'm on holidays eh um op, mate optus stadium is an absolute fortress for for perth at the moment it's it pretty is. tough to travel to perth isn't it uh, it is. Just got word through the chat. Thanks to Cade. That 14-over match tonight, first ball at 8.20 for those of you that are wondering. But at Perth, we're talking about a totally opposite wicket to what we're going to experience at Coffs Harbour. It's going to be hard. It's going to be fast. Your Jai Richardsons, your Berendorfs, your Lance Morrises are going to get good carry and good pace off the wicket here. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I We know that Jai Richardson, I've got a couple of stats a little bit later when we talk about trades. Um, Jai Richardson loves playing at Optus. 
So, and, and you know what? He even, he loves playing against the strikers even more. So for me, I think he's a bit of a no-brainer this week. Um, I think he is 90 or 80K down on his starting price. Uh, thanks to that zero. Uh, like, I, I reckon he's a, he's a guy that you'd be silly not to look at this week at his price. Um, and he's probably one of the only bowlers maybe that I'd look at purely because of the fact that it's going to be flat as all fuck. So batsman. Are the, are the target for me in, in these games. Um, sorry, did you have anything to add before we moved on? No, no, you've got him. Uh, Thursday, 7.15 is the next one. Renegades versus the Hurricanes at Marvel Stadium. We won't have any weather issues here, luckily, because they've got a roof. Um, so that's lovely. Uh, not really going to be... I mean, is it going to be an interesting game, though? Are we going to see a tighter one here? Because it's like neither team have really got going this campaign. No, not really. But I feel like Hobart are just starting to get themselves together now. Um, and again, at Marvel Stadium, we reeled off the stats the other day that uh, Jake Fraser McGurk averages 65 with the bat at Marvel. So if you've mm-hmm. still got him, might be a nice little loop option there or whether you want to start him on field. But I'm interested to see how the Hurricanes go. We've got this game and then they've got the double the week after. They win two or three in a row and they put themselves right back in finals contention here. Yeah, they're kind of in that must-win territory, aren't they? They can't really lose mm-hmm. too many more if they if they want to go deep. So, um, yeah, there are plenty more to play for. Maybe the Renegades. I mean, the Renegades are kind of in a similar position and should be in a better position to win this one at home at Marvel. They mm-hmm. usually play better better cricket at, at Marvel. But, um, it, tell me who you would keep. For me, the only Renegade that I would be comfortable keeping at the moment would be Will Sutherland purely just because he's got that nice role. He's going to bat seven. He's going to bowl four overs. Is there anybody else I'm missing here or do we move on the majority of our renegades knowing they don't have another double to go? Pretty much. I'm, I, if I still had Fraser McGurk, I'd hold him given that he's got such a good record at Marvel and they've still got two games left there. Yeah. Yeah. Good shout. Um, and the last game of the round, Strikers versus Scorchers at Adelaide Oval. So they uh, do the trip across the ditch now. It's, at least it's not a full trip to, to Brisbane or the East Coast. They only have to go halfway across the country to, yeah. to get to Adelaide. Same teams, different field, basically. Yet another road, probably. Um, probably. We know Adelaide Oval's one of the better wickets in the country to bat on. Uh, Optus also is up there. So look... I've mentioned Kane Richardson. Am I missing anybody else? Like most people should hopefully have the players we have in Matt Short and Overton. Are we looking at any other bowlers? Andrew Ty. Jai Richardson, you mean? Yep. Sorry, Jai Richardson. Yep. yep. Um, yep. Are, we, am I, are we missing any other bowlers here that are probably a good look? No. No, I think. So, what, where's Agar will get some good um, bounce and carry both in Perth and Adelaide? But yeah, he's just a bit expensive for me. You're not really getting an economy rate bonus out of him. Yeah, I think it's going to be two very high-scoring matches in these ones. And and look, they're stacked, yeah. aren't they, Bat- batsman-wise? You've got the two shorts up top and then Chris Lynn batting three. Like, that's a nice top three. And then you mm-hmm. look at the scorchers. You've got um, Zach Crawley, who's a who's a nice shout. You've got Aaron Hardy batting at three. Cooper Inglis. Conley as well. Hopefully he holds his spot up the top. Most people will have him. Then you've got Josh Inglis. Yeah, so there's a lot of quality batsmen in, in these lineups that I think we'll be seeing 200-plus at least once mm-hmm. out of this double. For sure. For sure. So in saying that, a lot of people are asking questions around their trades and around who they should bring in and how this should all play out. So let's talk trade targets around these guys. Targets acquired. And Trade Talk is, of course, brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead. And if you've ever wondered what the best bank is, or maybe you're wondering whether your current interest rates are a little bit too high, or even if you can afford 
the home that you're looking at. You don't have to worry anymore. You can go to Ryan and uh, he will give you confidential lending assistance with no obligations attached at all. And the best part is if you mention us, it's not going to cost you a thing. You just go and let him know your situation and let him do his thing. He's got access to over 50 lenders on panel as well. Uh, so absolutely no harm in giving it a go and, and contacting Ryan. You can give him an email, ryanh at eganwealth.com. Or you can send him in a DM on Instagram. It's Ryan Astute Newstead, one word. So get in touch with Ryan. Uh, he's got all the major banks on panel and, and all the others as well. So he'll do his best to get you the best rate possible. Now, mm-hmm. we're talking trades. Let's kind of dive, let's dive through the Scorchers and the Strikers' best options. Now, maybe we'll quickly touch on the Strikers first. And, and for me, you mentioned it at the start. So we can kind of move through it pretty quickly. Matt Short, Jamie Overton, Darcy Short. And yep. maybe Chris Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Given that they're going to be two batter-friendly wickets, yeah. I think for me, and you meant you made a good point around Andrew Langley's stat around, and it's a good point talking about how these players will steal points off each other. Like they can't all go well, can they? If they're playing each other, so yeah. um, you know, if you've got more than three strikers, I'd be concerned. I think you probably want to stick with maximum three, and then look at potentially four Perth Scorchers players if you can get four. Um, and, I mean, David Payne, he's a good bowler. I like David Payne. But I don't know whether he's, the, the pitch is going to favor him. I think it's going to hurt him more than more than it's going to benefit, right? Yep, yep. You're right there. All right. So um, let's talk the scorches then because uh, we'll, we'll talk through, through, I guess, price but also the amount of points scored this, this year so far. Aaron Hardy is the obvious one. He's got a negative 23 break-even. He's 207K, though, so you're going to have to pay up for him. I know you held him. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I traded him off to try and use value through that two weeks he wasn't playing, but my plan was that I always wanted to get him back in. And then I, in true brain fashion, I started to think, can I fade this guy? Like, can I Can I actually just I not? That. Can I anti-pot yeah. him? Um, he averages 48 at Adelaide Oval. Super coach points I'm talking, and 65 at Optus Stadium. So let's just say, for instance, he goes and gets 103. Is my maths right? 113. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you happy with 113 for a guy that is going to cost you 207K? With a minus 23 break even? Absolutely. So let me ask you this then. Is cash gen still important now? Because I know there's a couple of questions coming through around, do I need to prioritize cash gen still? Yep. Should I get the cheaper guy? Is it still important? Uh, I think it is to an extent. You still, for me, points are points. You can't replace points. But mm. if, if you can still make cash out of people, then at the right or in the right play, it's still valuable. And in this case with Aaron Hardy, who is last year third best super coach scorer overall and didn't bowl, the proof speaks for itself. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. I mean... The only ground that he averages more at is the Gabba, to be fair, than Optus Stadium, and that's only a one-game sample size. So it's going to be hard to fade him, and I'm going to have to do it with my eyes closed, basically. Um, Maybe I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and get him in and just look at someone else as a a bit of a cheaper option for Perth. I think he might be too hard to fade. Uh, I'll talk about the one guy that I might use instead a little bit later on, but there's a lot of risk involved in that. And I mean, if you go and get Aaron Hardy, he gets you 100 on the double. Uh, He's going to make another, what, 30K, roughly? Um, so he's going to be nearly 240k next week for their double. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and then look, you could then go and move him on to whoever you want for the run home after that. So maybe that is the play. Maybe it's the play. 
Um, Maybe Jason you just Ber- yourself into it. Yeah. I, I don't know whether I have the guts to fade him. That's all. Um, Jason Berendorf, 202K, 31 break even. So this one might be a little bit easier to fade for me for some reason. He's, he's very expensive. It's not like he's, his break even is amazing either, keeping in mind. Uh, he averages 27 at Adelaide Oval and 51 at Optus. So obviously very different there, big discrepancy. Uh, he's got eight wickets for the season so far, and he, um, he's been awesome, though, to be fair. He's been outstanding. Probably the pick of the bowlers for Perth. Um, but he averages the second least amount of points against Adelaide in his career, in his BBL career. So he doesn't like playing against Adelaide, and he doesn't like playing against, at Adelaide Oval. So very interesting to see whether he's worth a fade. Would you go with Berendorf? No. The wickets that he's taken were against a really ordinary Melbourne Stars side and against everyone else. He hasn't really been that great. So, yeah, I'm fading. So, tell me about Andrew Ty then. Is he a guy you would prefer over Berendorf? He's got a three break even, 151K, so he's not 50K cheaper. Um, He averages his third highest average against any team, against Adelaide. So, he likes playing at Adelaide, or he likes playing against Adelaide. He averages 64 at Optus Stadium as well. So, the numbers are stacking up for Andrew Ty. What are your thoughts Mm -hmm. here? Yes, I would bring him in a little bit cheaper. So 50K cheaper, uh, three break-even, so you're going to make coin out of him, and he bowls death overs. Jai Richardson's your next one, 170K. He's got 103 break-even, and he could do that in about half a game. Uh, He averages 85 against the strikers in his BBL career, and it's the second most behind Hobart, 89. He averages against Hobart, and he averages 80 at Adelaide Oval and 66 at Optus Stadium. Tell me, tell me you can't treat this guy as a must-have this round. He's in. Yep, 100%. Is there any risk that he gets rested? He's playing four games in a pretty short amount of time. Is there a don't, risk that he misses one of them? Don't think so because they've just had a week and a half off. Yeah. They've probably been preparing for this, haven't they? So mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Workload-wise, they've given him a bit of a break. Um, he's a guy that I will do everything I can to get in this week, I think. Um, yeah, well, yeah, Josh. Effect, sorry, go. yeah. Effectively, effectively, they've only played three games so far this BBL because they had that yeah, um, shit show at bloody Geelong. Yeah, round one. So yeah. the the workload's fine at the moment. Yeah, yeah. good point. Good point. Uh, Josh Inglis, one thirty three k, twenty seven break even. A lot of people went early on him this week, so they had a wicket keeper loop, which was a great play. Um, mm-hmm. Surprisingly, though, he actually doesn't have a very good record at Optus Stadium. He only averages forty seven super coach points in twenty two games. Mm-hmm. in Perth, which is really strange for me. I, I thought yeah. that it'd be much higher than that. Um, but uh, you've kind of got to look at where he has been in his career, just an up-and-coming wicketkeeper in Perth versus now the ODI and T20 Australian wicketkeeper. Like, surely there's man. a bit of confidence that comes with that. Yeah, he's the man now. Uh, I bought him in last week as my wicketkeeper loop and used that loop to bring in McDermott's score. So oh, I'm happy with him this week. And, yeah, I'll be playing him next week, 100%. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I would like to get him into. I think he's going to go well. Um, and that, so let's say, for instance, in a hypothetical strange world, um, alternate universe, that I don't bring in Aaron Hardy. Zach Crawley is really enticing for me. He's 138k, 39 break even, and looked fucking awesome in the first game that he played uh, mm-hmm. before they had their double bye. What are your thoughts on Zach Crawley? Coming over from England, I mean, obviously, international caliber cricketer. Um, yep. There's a lot to like about him, isn't there? Yeah, a lot. But while we're talking about uh, English international, did you know they did not win one test series in the whole of 2023? Yeah, how good is that? That's so good. Oh, I love that. Hashtag buzzball. Fuck you, Piers. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I don't mind your play, but I don't love it. 
I think um I think I'm just going to pay up because it's an easier pathway then to get a gun for the run home and trade him out yeah. using Hardy's cash that he's clearly going to make. So that it, that's probably the smart play. Um, but if anybody just wants to be spicy or you're sitting at 5,000th overall or something and you just want to do something that's a little bit left field that might actually really climb up the rankings, that might be the play. Get Crawley instead of Hardy on, on two roads. Well, um, we've seen how, we'll see how quickly he scores in test, test match cricket. Imagine how quickly he could fucking score in T20s. Oh, could do some damage, that's for sure. He, mm-hmm. he did look good in the one knock that he's had for Perth so far. So yeah. um, the form is there. Uh, we talked about strikers options. Now, any any other love for any other players at the moment? We're prepping for future rounds. Ideally, you're probably getting guys from the Heat and the Hurricanes. They've got doubles in round seven. Any love for any of those guys? Not yet. No, nah, my sole focus is on Perth. Yep, Perth I think your sole focus has to be on Perth this round. It has to be. Um, and then, look, if you miss someone for their first double, grab them for their second double. Happy days. And then you can start prepping for and getting in your hurricanes and your heat guys next week um just remembering i think from memory the heat have a a buy in round nine as well so uh you're not going to get the most out of any of these heat guys either you're probably going to need to move most of them on too if you if you attack them heavily i think hurricanes might be the team to target personally purely off the back of the fact that i think you've just got some really nice value options there like nathan ellis is good um I'm, i'm a big fan of him i'll probably be getting him in in round seven um and then obviously Ben McDermott, if you don't have him, you can get him in for their double. Um, and, and then there's a couple of other. Chris Jordan has just got the bat bowl jewel as well, which makes it much easier to get him in. Um, those are probably the guys I'd be looking at for, for the Hurricanes, but I don't think you need to go early. I think we attack the Scorchers yeah, this week. For sure. So in saying that, what are your trades? What are you thinking? Scorchers players. Let's do it. Uh, I've already got in? Hardy. Already got Hardy. Already got Inglis. Already got Conley. It'll be Jai Richardson. And we'll see how we're going for money. Maybe tie. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna I'm like gonna it. really go hard with five Perth players for two weeks or two. And rounds then you know you set yourself up so you've got five good Perth players. You don't need to go and get any more for round two of their double, right? Or no. their, their second double. You can then attack the Heat and the, the Hurricanes players, and then you're basically going to have a full starting lineup of players on the double. So That's you set yourself plan. up really well. Um, I'm definitely getting three Perth players. I just need to assess whether I need to boost to get Hardy or not. And I, I probably will boost to get Hardy if I do need to do that. I don't I don't have a problem boosting this round if it means I get Aaron Hardy in and I can make the cash from him and, and get his score. So Hardy definitely. Um, Jai Richardson definitely. I probably want Inglis in my team as well. I've got Joe Clark sitting there kind of doing nothing for me at the moment. Um, and then maybe I'm, I'm probably looking at another bat. Maybe I'll go Crawley as well. And maybe I just get the top three, top four batsmen from Perth, and just fucking see how I go. Because I would have all out. four then. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we will see. But obviously, as always, we we leave our final teams, final trades for each round in the Discord. So make sure to hit the description or hit the link in the description below to join the Discord. And You'll see all of our stuff there. What, while you're speaking about the Discord, mate, how good is the community team going at the moment? Not just for BBL, but for NBL as well. Both sitting top 100 at the moment, 150. <laughs> Yeah, close to it. I think we're sitting 195th for BBL, and I think we just cracked top 150 in NBL as well. So it sounds that? like sounds like the Insight community and the Discord know what they're doing, hey? Mm-hmm. I have to get them on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, all right. I guess let's move on to captains, and then we can answer some questions, hey? Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, captain! Now... This is actually a tricky week, and I want to kind of add loops into this as well, right? 
I was looking at my team and I'm like, I actually don't know whether I could loop anyone this round. I just need to back my starters because normally when a team's on a double, they play the first game of the round. So you can take a little bit of a free swing at a vice captain, right? For instance, we don't get a free swing at a vice captain this week because no one's going to want to take a captain option on a single over someone who's going to play a double in the next game. So we're looking at the Perth Perth Scorchers versus Strikers in game two. Mm-hmm. Game one is what heat versus sixes. I'm not captaining anyone there. Nope. So what? Do you, how? What's your play? What are you thinking for captains this week? I'm a little bit stuck. It's got to be a Perth player. I don't like. I don't like the Matt Short play this week. I know that sounds a bit odd, but he doesn't average that many points against Perth. In fact, I reckon that's the poorest averaging side that he plays against. Am I right? Yeah, it is. Um, interesting stat when we looked at it because it was like, well, he only averages 38 against Perth and mm. 21 at Optus Stadium. So that's the lowest team against, or sorry, second lowest team against and his lowest venue. So he clearly just doesn't like traveling across to Perth. He doesn't like playing against Perth and for good reason. Imagine going up against that, having to open the batting against that bowling lineup. <laughs> would not be fun. Um, no. Yeah, I, I reckon match. A lot of people are going to get caught short with. Oh, that's a nice little pun. Didn't mean <laughs> it. Uh, people are going to get caught a little bit match short this week um, by just automatically maybe looking at him as a good captaincy option. Maybe he fails or maybe he struggles a little bit. But in saying that, we're on two roads, so two mm-hmm. really good batting wickets. So we need to take that into account as well. I'm probably going to look at Hardy or whoever I get around that realm as my captain. Just a, a good top order bat from Perth, I think on two good wickets. That's probably where I'm looking at the moment. Um, seems yeah. safe. Hardy's also yeah. a chance of a bowl. Maybe if someone, a couple of their bowlers get tapped, which is every chance of happening too. So, yeah. and Hardy is also now the captain, which is another kind of relevant point to bring up. There's a chance he might bowl himself, um, take on more responsibility with the bat. Who knows? Captain of the Perth Scorchers, captain of my BBL super coach team. The horses for courses. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon that could be the play. Um, VC, I wouldn't even bother. No. I don't see there's a point no in point. VC this no week. Point. you just got to go straight no. captain this week on one of the doubles. Yep. All right. Let's answer some questions. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. As always, we will cover the Discord questions first. And Brent asks, how many scorches is too many? And which ones should we target? We've covered the target. How many is too many scorches? I reckon I'll end up with five. So I reckon that's about maximum. I, I was talking to um, the Whisperer earlier on, and he, he, has, he has six. I'm like, you've got more than half their fucking team. Um, wow. the, I, I reckon six is too many. I think five is the absolute limit. I mean, yeah. you're relying on half their team to actually do well. Like, I, don't, I don't know. That's a bit of a stretch for me. Um, three strikers and five Perth players, I think, is, is the, a nice little balance. I'll have four Perth and three strikers. So I think that's probably the way I'm comfortable playing it at the moment. Unless I boost, I might even get to five as well, but we'll see. Um, Causa has asked us, uh, who's the better Thunder player to keep, Hales or Davies? I'll leave that Neither. one with you. Neither. Get rid of both. What if he had to pick one? What if he's got other priorities and he has to keep one of them? Oh, fuck. Um, keep Hales because he seems to be taking catches. Yeah, fair. Fair call. Cool. Can't argue with that. Um, yeah. Our mate Hecker 
uh, does some good stuff in the Discord, very involved. Uh, is it worth keeping any Thunder or Stars players across their buy? Uh, for looping purposes, yes, but I, yeah, there'll only be Daniel Sams from the Thunder and Glenn Maxwell from the Stars who will stay on my side for both teams. Yeah. I'm doing everything possible to try and keep both of those guys as well. So uh, I'm trying to keep Sam's and Maxwell, but I'm probably going to have to move Sam's on maybe just because of the cash, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd hold them if I could. Uh, so guys like Bo Webster, um, we've got um, Wasim as well, who everybody jumped on. That, those guys are all trades now. They're all sells. Um, even a Dan Lawrence. I mean, look, I, I don't even know whether there's a point in keeping him moving forward. I think he's a nice there's, little one-week rental and you not. can move him on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. JD95, what's a good team value amount to be sitting at approaching round six? Um, what are your thoughts on this one? My team value I saw today, just over 2.5 mil. Pretty happy with me about where my team's at at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That's very good. Um, where's mine? I'm going to quickly... Uh, I'm 2.377, so I'm a little bit further behind you. Um, the community team is 2.416, so that's in a pretty good spot. Uh, I think, ideally, in the perfect world, more than 2.4 mil. I think that's probably where you want your team value to be. Uh, if you're less than that, you're going to find it really hard at the back end of the season to get the players that you want without really having to bend and twist a few trades and maybe miss out on a player or two here and there. As DeCock just takes 11 off the first over, he's opening with Jordan Cox. First game that's for interesting. Cox for the Renegades. Mm. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, Jordan Cox has opened, I think, in the T10 tournament recently he as has, well and uh, yeah. scored the most runs in that T10 tournament he, from memory. He was he was hitting bombs, yeah. Nice, awesome. So Quinton DeCock could be his game. Shout out to Scobes, Nathan Scoble, mm -hmm. who's come on a, a couple of times and is Quinton DeCock's biggest fan. Um, the last question we've got here before we get into the live ones, Virtual Reality is asking us, with the Scorchers and Strikers playing each other twice on their double, is it a viable play to bring in a Heat or a Hobart player next round? We kind of said it isn't, purely just because you want to attack the Scorchers, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you can make those plays next round. I don't think there's so many guys standing out to me from the Brisbane Heat or the Hobart Hurricanes that I need to get now, otherwise they're going to be out of reach. So, yeah. all right. Uh, the live chats, thanks for getting involved, guys, and keep them coming. If you do have any questions for the coming round, drop them in now. We'll get to them. Uh, Corey Blackledge, how do we get Hardy, Inglis, Ty, and Richardson do we have to trade Maxwell, Bancroft, Webster, and Hales to get it done, or Sam's potentially? Uh, yeah, you're going to have to move on these high-value guys, unfortunately. Um, when you're looking at Hardy at 200K, Inglis at 130K, that's, what's that, 330K already? Mm -hmm. Ty's 150, so that's 480K. And then you add Richardson, that's $650,000 you need to find in those four trades. So, yes, you do need to move yeah. on big players. You need to definitely yep. move on Bo Webster. Who I else? think Bancroft's Bank. the same. He's yep. he's dropped the last couple of weeks. Yeah, just yep. doesn't seem to be hitting him as well as what he used to. And Hales, like he's he's probably only going to be worth 110, 115K as it is. So move the on. sad part about these trades as well is that you're probably not going to get that done with Maxwell, Bancroft, Webster, and Hales. You're probably going to need to go Sam's, Webster, Bancroft. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, I'd say. Unless you've got some coin in the bank. Yep. Hopefully you've got some coin save, Corey. Um make it a bit easier for you. We've got Cade on as well. Thanks for joining, mate. Um, anyone else annoyed that they don't adjust the lockout time for rain-delayed games? Yes. Yeah. Me. I think, I, I, look, I, I think it becomes then subjective 
I understand why they just do it at 7.15. It, it's shit for Supercoach. It's it's tough for us to manage because we don't know teams and, and all that. But again, then how are we going to know who's decided what the time is and stuff? We're going to have to be very clear on the parameters, I think, as to when the lockout would be would be done. And it would have to be at the toss, wouldn't it? Yep. As soon as the toss, to basically, whenever the toss, the toss is toss set, is done. Yep. Yep, the, the team's lock. So, yeah, fair enough. I don't mind that. Um. Corey Blackledge trading Walter was good to Chowdhury. Well played. That is a that is nice a very move. good trade. That worked out beautifully. Um, Guy is asking, do you VC a scorcher or do you have to go match short? Well, I mean, we kind of just mentioned you don't have to go match short this week. The numbers don't support it. I don't even know whether you need to VC a scorcher. I reckon you just back him in. I reckon you yep. just straight captain and, and hope for the best. Yep. I mean, are you really going to want to VC, let's say, an Aaron Hardy? And even if he doesn't come off in game one, right? You go and put the captaincy on. What's game three? Uh, game three is Renegades and Hurricanes at Marvel. So you want to actually go and captain someone like a Will Sutherland if you've still got him or, a, I mean, who from the Hurricanes would you safely feel good about captaining over Aaron Hardy with one more game to go at Adelaide Oval? No one. That's what I mean. So I think you're probably better off just going straight C. Um what else have we got? Uh, Corey also said, does Hazlitt come in? So, yeah, maybe maybe there's a Probably chance a he chance. does come in. Yep. Yep. I would say because Ricky Ponting loves Sam Hain so much and he's their international player as well, Sam Hain, that there's a good chance he probably comes back into this lineup. McDermott goes back up to open. I'd probably say that's what happens, but mm -hmm. could be wrong. Who knows? Um, guy wants to know who to sell to Scorchers out of Webster, Sutherland, and Sam. So is that – I'm assuming he means which one of the three? Sell Webster. Has to be. Has to be Webster, unfortunately. Uh, but he will probably lose some coin as well, depending on how tonight goes. Um, and Harper has turned into prime Harry Nielsen, dropping down to <laughs> batting nine oh, tonight. Yuck. Wait, this is like pro professional wicketkeeper, I can't bat territory. Like the poor bloke must be in all sorts of drama, I reckon, if he if he's dropped to nine. Uh, and DeCock, 22 off 11. Stoyness opening the bowling from the other end has just been nailed for six. Love that. Yeah. As a Stoyness fader, I'm all for it. Uh, so Jack asked a very similar question. Are we selling Webster to afford Hardy? Yes, we, we yes. definitely are. Um, and Global brings up a good point we didn't mention about Majib. So his no objection certificate from the Afghani cricket board. Um, mm -hmm. So at the moment, it seems to be revoked or altered in some way. Um, so it, it's looking like Majib, obviously not available for tonight's game, but it seems like the Renegades are trying to work directly with the Afghanistan Cricket Board to um, see if they can keep him on for the rest of the campaign before his sanction kicks in. I don't know whether it happens, but let's just see. Is he a trade? Yeah. What do you, how do you approach this if you have him? Yeah, I'm, I'm dropping him. Yeah, too much uncertainty. Fair call. Um, Corey wants to know, is Bartlett too expensive to get in for the double? Uh, I'm not targeting him now, but we'll see. We'll He's 194K, isn't he? So yeah. definitely a watch this week, I think. Um, He's got a good reassess. role. He does have a very – he's got the Michael Nisa role, essentially, from, from last yep. year. So, yeah, very good player. Probably one of the picks that you would want from the Heat, I think. Um, Cade – has said, yeah, AFB have pulled his no objection contract, yeah, but the Renegades are apparently fighting it. Perfect. Thanks for mm -hmm. confirming that. And um, Corey said, straight C on Hardy makes sense. And uh, yeah, we know. We're all over it. Um, what else have we got here? Sorry, we haven't starred them all, guys. We'll get to them. 
Um, Corey's got team value of 2.2 million and he had Menenti and a few crap picks at the start. So you're probably going to need to prioritize cash gen a little bit more Corey than, and than most maybe that missed out on, on those dud picks at the start. So, um, yeah, probably worth looking at trying to get Hardy in if you can, cause he's going to make some bulk cash for you. Yep. Cade wants to know how far is it too far back with four rounds to go? If we're, uh, I'm guessing we're talking the overall race. How far is too far back before you start just kind of taking a few wild swings? Probably 500 points, I'd say. So if we look at Oregon. who's coming first right yeah. now, Ross, coach of the Goon Squad, he's first. He's got 4,592 points. I am sitting eight. Uh, I'm. Oh, hang on. I'm looking at the Insight team anyway, but I'm the Insight team's 195th, and we've got 4231. So we're still 300-odd points behind from first to 200th. So there, there is a bit of a gap there. I'd probably say that if you're maybe outside the top 2,000 at the moment, it might be worth taking a couple of free swings. Or if you're a head-to-head -head player, just focus on that and don't worry about overall. Or if yeah. you like KFC like a lot, just aim to get in the top 1,000 so you can get a $15 Zinger voucher certificate. I love thing. Zinger boxes. <laughs> Never knew. Um, <laughs> Jack wants to know, uh, the last question, Jack wants to know, does all this rain change your strategy going forward? When I'm planning for the week, yes. We spoke about it four days ago, how we were fading sixes players and heat players, and it worked to our advantage. They didn't play, and we seem to be ahead of the curve, so to speak, and we're sitting pretty nice this round. So, yeah, it does come into consideration somewhat. But in saying that, this next round, it looks like we're going to get all four games as Wazim gets Cox out, caught Merlot. Yes, yeah. love that. Love that for me and us. Um, yeah, no, that's a good answer. I agree with you. I, I think when you're looking at the round ahead, that's kind of all you can plan. You can't really plan two, three rounds ahead with weather. Sometimes you can't even plan two days ahead with weather. It just completely changes. So you're best not ripping your team apart or changing your plan completely until there's confirmation on the fact that the radar's looking shit or the weather's crap. Um, so the good thing is for the next four days at least, we're, we're safe enough from the weather until something else pops up. So, um, mm -hmm. But in terms of the weather, I think the only thing maybe we're looking at if there's not going to be rain is potentially what the wicket's going to be doing. Um, which is why it's influencing us targeting batsmen, right? With this double for both of these teams, because they're going to play on flat wickets, pretty dry wickets too, right? That's right. Yep. And then for the Coffs game, we'll target bowlers because the wicket was underwater two days ago. It's going to be so, spongy. Yep. Yeah. And uh, mate, we share all of this stuff in the Discord if you're not in there, uh, Jack. So hop in the Discord, mate. We, we definitely share all of this kind of insight into how the wicket's going to play and, and what the conditions are looking like pre-game as well. So... Um, hop in there and Global's giving us live updates in the chat too. Love that. Guys, we've got a game yeah. to watch. There's a game on right now. So um, we're going to leave you to it. We'll go back and watch this game. Good luck to everybody. Hopefully some green arrows overnight. Hopefully you wake up to a rise in the rankings or at least a head-to-head -head win. We'll be back for the round seven preview. Fuck, the season's going quick. Round seven preview will yeah. be coming up in about three days or four days time. We've got another quick round because of the double header tomorrow. So we'll likely be back... Probably Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah. Yep. Back on Friday night to talk you through all things around seven. If you have any other questions, drop them in the comments. Please like and subscribe if you haven't done that already as well. We would appreciate that. And uh, we will see you on Friday. Good luck. Thank you.